a few episodes ago, the topic came up uh, doing stuff outside of your comfort zone. We were talking about Callie's good friend, Chrissy, who did stand-up comedy. And it was awesome. And she crushed it. And we were talking about this a few days after her show, and she was still feeling high on the adrenaline of doing something outside of her comfort zone and killing it. And Callie said, I will introduce you at your next comedy show because you wanted me to do that for a long time. That's outside of my comfort zone, and I'm going to do it. So I'm like, oh, that's cool. And then she said, you should do something outside of your comfort zone. And because I was on the spot, I agreed, and I said I would do something. It was outside my comfort zone. Well, I have an update about that because I promised to do something, but I misspoke. So I might have to take it back. Are there take backs allowed in that? No. Living in gratitude, finding the positive in every experience, and helping other people do the same. You are now part of the movement. Welcome to the Upside Podcast with Callie and Jeff. Summer vacations are behind us. Now, for me, it doesn't matter because I'm living that unemployed life, right? So it doesn't bother me at all. But you have not had one full week of work in like a month. I know. Like, has it? Yeah, it's been a while since I had a full week of work. (laughs) And, And those the weeks coming back, like this week will be fine because... Short week. Short week. Yesterday was Labor Day. And so it's only a four day week. But next week... It's going to be your first five-day week in a long time, and those always feel extra long. Yeah, it might be a hard one for me. (laughs) Even even when you, like, I mean, I never had a job that I didn't love. So even when you love your job, it's just those those first weeks back. Well, because it's not just work. What it is is, you know, when you're on vacation, you're not worried and thinking about your normal life things like bills or getting the oil changed on your car or like your to-do list in theory kind of stays at home. So you're so, you're on vacation from life too. Right. You're on a life vacation. So I don't think it's as much as going back to work because I actually do like a routine as much as it is, oh wait, my to-do list that I left behind for a week is still here. I still need an oil change. I still have to make a dentist appointment. Yes. I still got to do this. I still got to do that. Yeah. yeah. So womp, womp. now I, the, the, you going back to work makes me a little bit paranoid Paranoid. or or it actually reignites a paranoia that I've had for some time. Really? Which is what? That you don't think I do anything when you're not here. I 1000% know how hard you work. Uh, But see, I- Where does that come from though? I I don't know. But like, here's the thing. Because I I am- Maybe it's not that you, you don't think that I- Maybe not. Maybe it's not about me at all. Maybe you're insecure that you're not doing. But I am. Like I usually get up between five and six in the. When you go to work, I'm up between five and six in the morning. If it's not um, ridiculously hot out and six million percent humidity, I will go out for a, a hike or a walk or a run or something. Then I come back and I have breakfast. And by like eight a.m., a workday has started for me. 
And, but the thing that makes me paranoid is there are so many little tiny things that have to happen behind the scenes that are like related to the podcast, like just keeping it on the air that take a lot of time, but are kind of mindless and menial. And, and I think you come in and you like, you see me scrolling through my phone or something while I'm waiting for something to load. And you're like, no, he's not doing anything. But have I ever given you a reason to think that I think like that? Cause I really don't like, it hasn't even crossed my mind. You're one of the hardest working people that I know. And I don't know where the, I don't know where the paranoia comes from, but it, it truly. Yeah. You know where it might come from too, is that there are still, and it's getting better now that we've launched the podcast and we've charted and whatever, but for the first little bit, when we were telling people we were launching a podcast, people were like, oh, so is Jeff going to be applying for jobs? Like people didn't really take us seriously. And so maybe that's part of it too. Maybe it's not me because I know how hard you work and how much you're doing because I certainly couldn't do this without you. But, Um, you you know, like every day, and this is the the only person that – because I mentioned this once before during the podcast, and the only person or the only people who commiserated with me were a couple of stay-at-home moms who would, like, tidy up the house and clean the whole house and, like, do stuff, all the stuff around the house, and then their husbands would come home from, you know, whatever their job is, like, working, you know, being a police officer or a teacher or a construction worker or whatever, where they were actually like, they come home and they're sweaty and tired from a long day or mentally, you know, worn out. And they're like, I've done stuff too. (laughs) So I can't, maybe it's, I don't know, maybe it's feeling like I'm not pulling my weight because you are the sugar mama. I am the sugar mama. for, For right now. So maybe that's it. I don't, I don't know. I don't think you have anything to be worried about because I legitimately don't think that. Um, yeah, I don't think that at all. I think you're the hardest working person that I know. All right. Well, I will try to. Um, I will try to remember that you said that and try not to be paranoid. It's very nerve wracking. I have learned. It has been funny since we're now officially like coworkers. I guess. Yeah. I have learned a couple things about you that I did not know. Before we started this. Oh, great. Is this where I find out that I'm terrible, the, as, as terrible as all those other people said I was? <laughs> no. Um, I have learned, well, a couple things. One of them is I have, I now better understand your need for a process. Like you have a really hard time just if there's 10 things that need to be done, they can't just be thrown out into the world and then however they get done is how they get done. Like you thrive on order. Well, I just need a, a to-do list. Like, But you I, need it in a very specific order. Like for you, you can't do item C until A and B are done. It, yeah. Like to me, I could do F, then I could do B. Like, and that it's not something that you're able to mentally, like your brain just does not work that way. I'll take your word for it because I think people's observation of, how someone is is more valid than how they think they are, right? <laughs> but I do think I could skip around on a list as long as like D isn't doesn't rely on the completion of A, B, or C. Like I could do D, but the problem is I can't do a little bit of D and then move to A and then move back to D and then move to B and then because I feel like then I feel like I'm juggling. 
Like I yeah. have to get everything. So if I'm going to move around on the list, I think I have to get all of D done before I go to. But when we were starting the podcast, I'm like, hey, let's get some, you know, like, because it's it's different having a conversation with a person when there's a microphone in front of your face. And I had never done that before. So I'm like, let's start recording a couple of shows. You're like, Callie, we can't start recording the shows. We have to first we have to name it. Then we have to come up with like a tagline. Then we have to come up with like a flow chart of how this works. Then we but so you couldn't even get to a microphone because in your head things had to go in that specific order and it's comforting to you. I'm not saying it's the wrong way to do things. I just understand, I understand and appreciate now that it's harder for you to move further down the list until the first things are executed. And you've said that before that you've talked to, I think your therapist about how you I, oh, get I, so wrapped up and like, this needs to be done first, even though it's of no consequence to anything. Like, well, sometimes I have to check myself cause I'll get wrapped up in what, the, um, uh, I guess the, I'll get wrapped up in something that is not urgent, mm -hmm. but because it was the next thing on my list, I just move on. And then when I get into it, I'm like, well, I can't do anything else until this is done. And at some point I have to step back and go, wait a minute, this doesn't have to be done right. until six months from now. Right. So we Three. need to back burner this. Right. It can, we can back burner it and it's okay. But the whole thing with with us, I don't know why I'm defensive about this, but the whole thing at the beginning <laughs> where where you were like, let's just record, let's just record stuff. Like that wasn't me having to get other stuff done first. That was like, you just can't, everybody thinks that radio shows, no matter how good or bad or whatever they are, everybody thinks that people just roll in at six in the morning and start talking. And then at 10 o'clock, they all leave. Mm -hmm. And the reality is, and, I, and I've said this with every show that I've worked for, and I'll say it per pertaining to podcasts now, the easier something is to listen to, the more planning went into making it sound that easy. Yeah. So when you were saying, let's just sit down and record, like in my mind, I couldn't because I had no direct, like we didn't even know that the the overreaching theme was going to be upside. Right. Like, Which is funny. Cause like, I feel like I kind of knew that in my head. I'm like, yeah, okay. So it's going to be positive. It's gonna, if it's, we're not going to include super negative stuff, we're going to be real. We're going to be, and that's all I needed, but you needed it like written down, yeah. done, let's do this, which is great. Okay. Another thing I've learned about you is I knew that you were super creative, but I don't think I realized until I started watching your creative brain have no limits, literally no limits, just how creative and, and smart that you are. Um, and had I seen this side of you, like I always knew you're creative. I always knew you're smart. You're very successful. But had I seen this side of you, I would have encouraged you to quit your job two years ago. Honestly, what, is, what have I shown you that's been creative? Um, well, just your brain, like you come up with all these ideas and they're really good ideas. And I'm not someone that tells, you no or says, well, we can't do that because you know, whatever, like we have no bosses in this. So I've been watching you come up with ideas and execute them and have them go beautifully and have listeners love them with no restraints. And I didn't realize how restrained you were at your last job. And it kind of is like made sense to me. Like, oh my gosh, of course you weren't happy for two years in that job because you weren't allowed to be the creative 
you and just watching you now, like you seem free. Like it's really cool to watch you have ideas. And had I known, I think I want to just correct you. I wasn't unhappy. I was frustrated. You were frustrated and there was a lot more stress involved surrounding your creativity. Like you were afraid to say things or like your ideas kind of hit a wall. hundred percent. A lot of times. Yes. Um, so watching you now, had I realized how many ideas that you have that are great in your gut instinct with what listeners want to hear and all of that, when you saw the first sign of being unhappy at work, I would have instead of been like, well, you know, it's okay. Like you're just working through, you have to figure out how to deal with people or whatever. I would have been more confident about saying, you know what? You need a different outlet. But I think that the hope is at any job, not not just a radio show or a creative job, but at any job, if you are frustrated in the process, but you like your job, you remain hopeful that things will change. Like It's like being in a relationship, kind of. Yeah. Well, it, yes. It's yes. And so any at 100% of people, I think, go through life hopeful that their circumstances will be better tomorrow than they mm-hmm. were yesterday. So- I think there were there was a lot of moving parts the entire time that I was at Star, and my hope was that everyone would lead to the to something more freeing because mm-hmm. I think we had that at the first the first six eight months that we were doing the show we had some a lot of freedom right and then. Uh, that got tightened up, and we and, and in, in my opinion, none of us were able to recover from it. Like mm-hmm. it got so tight, and and it just created this sense of um, that paranoia is the wrong word, but like, but it kind of was paranoia. I mean, you guys were always para- like, okay, there's some changes going on at the company. Are we going to be fired? Will our boss like us? Will he believe in the show? Will he want to? But that's go to normal. New- I'm talking about the creative side of stuff. Like there was my head became more concerned about the rules that were made up mm-hmm. by everyone who had, who was putting an ingredient in the pot. They never wanted their ingredient to be the one to ruin the soup. So right. I'm the one like at the stove cooking the soup, like here, I'm the one who's got to serve it to people and watch their, watch them think it's delicious or terrible. Right? Like that's what I'm right. doing. And meanwhile, there's, Truly half a dozen other people all adding ingredients to the soup. Mm-hmm. And every one of them is saying more of mine, more of mine, more of mine, more of mine. Right. And at the end of the day. It tastes too salty because. It, it tastes too everything because right. there's all these hands in it. And I wish I was more um, protective of my soup kettle. Like yeah. I, wish, I wish I was more like, I wish I said more. No, we're not going to do that. But yeah. I said I what I did say no a lot. And I think people didn't like me for <laughs> didn't it. like you for saying no. But I said no a lot. But you don't, and it is funny because I I say that phrase a lot. It's funny because um yeah, you just I just I knew you were creative, but I you're you have been successful because your instincts are so strong. And it sounds silly saying that about the podcast, but you know, you've said no to me on a couple things or like, no, we shouldn't do that. Or no, the timing's not right for this. And you were dead on. And you've had ideas that I was like, Jeff, that is so stupid. And people love it. Like you understand your audience really well. And I admire that so much. And I just think it's really cool. Um, 
I love watching your creative brain. I think it's the coolest thing ever. I had a hard time appreciating that instinct. Like, I think probably up until I stopped using it at, at, at star, like there was a point earlier this year where I could see like the, the ball unraveling, Mm -hmm. like I could see everything coming apart. And at that point I decided that me fighting for the quality of the show was more dangerous to my job Mm -hmm. than me just letting everything unfold the way it did. And during that time, I realized like my instinct, like I never, it, I used to think that instinct was just like a gut feeling, but it's not, it's something that comes from working for 25 years. Like, and so there toward the end of it, when there were people like pushing their thoughts or their ideas, I like in my head, I would say, Jeff, you have been doing this longer than this person has and more like all I've ever done is morning radio. So, right. So I, I do guess you have po- it. Did you have a point in there where someone said something to you that made you value yourself in that way? Or was that just something that you happened to learn in the course of that? I'm asking for a reason because I had a situation in my life within the past two years also where someone looked at me and said, Hey, you're really good at this. And I kind of like laughed it off. And the person who said that to me was like, I'm not saying that to be cute. You have a strength and here's why. And it totally changed, not so much the course of my life because I'm still in a similar place, but it changed, it, it turned a light bulb on for me as to what my strength was. Like it hit me like a bolt of lightning and it was crazy that I never knew my strength before that moment. Like, do you, did someone say to you, Hey, you have really good instincts or is it something that you just kind of figured out yourself? Um, I think it was a culmination of, I think it was a a culmination of the entirety of, of my last radio job. Mm -hmm. All of that, like dealing with people and just knowing what should happen and what shouldn't like just being able to sense it and even knowing, like I've said this before, I love data. So even knowing where I wasn't, uh, where I was wrong, like where I didn't speak up and I should have, Mm -hmm. or knowing that I wavered on something that probably wasn't a good idea and then saw the after effects of it. Mm -hmm. Like I, like that seeing all of that happen made me realize like, wow, you are real. You are good at what you do. There's a reason that that you've been able to work in major markets on really successful shows and get your own show. And like, there's a reason for all of it. And it's funny that it took you only 20 years to to figure out what you're really good at. Uh, the, um, yeah. So I feel like that. Yeah. Okay. I totally was not meaning for it to go in that direction, but yeah. (laughs) I thought you were going to say it. Did you have something else to say? Well, no, I was just going to move on to that hot chocolate thing, but then I didn't know if you had any. Any parting. No more observations about me. I didn't want to cut you off. No, the main two were one, your need for structure and order and two, just how creative you are. And I'm not blowing smoke. I just, it's been really cool watching you 
have no limits. It's been really cool. Uh, well, hopefully this will, <laughs> uh, this whole podcast slash upside thing will continue for a long, long time. Knock on wood. You yeah. know, it's gone well so far. Um, although this is odd. Um, we talked on the podcast about the guy who called us from the Hollywood talent agent guy, right? Yeah. Okay. So he, we have heard from him a few times. We've we've talked to him, and he was excited and everything. And then we send him updates as we hit different milestones and listenership and and stuff. We he's he's included on this. Kind of Jeff's behind, learning how to brag about yeah, himself on this behind the scenes emails that we're sending out and stuff. So he sent us a text message, a text, right? Not an email, a text that's very intimate. He sent a text message on Friday and said, uh, Hey, you guys have some time to talk today? And I'm like, Yeah, we do. Woo. And I high five Callie. I'm like, Hollywood <laughs> agent texting us. So I write back and said, would love to talk. Let us know what time works. And then he responded with absolutely nothing. And Jeff's been kind of like obsessing over. It's funny because Jeff is usually so cool, calm and collected. And for whatever reason, this agent is like totally throwing him off. Like, I don't know if it's because I, I don't just, know. Like, I just, I, I, it, it's not as like. That's why I think you should speak to him. Because oh. that's the, you speak like you worked in talent management forever. Like you're used to speaking like that. But how funny is it that this get that we're getting ghosted by this dude? You're getting ghosted. We are. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Just kidding. Um, yeah, I don't think it's that big of a deal. I think he's busy. I think, you know, it, what's it, it is what it is. That's fine. What's more important than us? Well, that's the world that you live oh, in. No. This is Jeff Dollar's world. Do you, What's more important than me? Do you think on Friday he was listening and he's like, oh, I can't wait to text them later. Let me get all caught up. And then he heard this. Double the upside, double the upside. Gotta double the upside by the end of the year. Yeah. And he was like, game over. I mean, I'm about to buzz you if you press that button again. Stop it. Okay, we have an update. Not an update. Uh, Jeff needs to make an amendment possibly to what he promised me about stepping out of our comfort zones. And you kind of made me feel silly when I, I thought it was very anticlimactic. So I was really proud of myself for like kind of surprising you on air and saying, yes, I'll introduce you at your comedy show, even though it scares me and it's pretty much my biggest fear ever. And you were like, oh yeah. Like you didn't seem to really care. I was just teasing you because I. It's a big deal for me to offer to do that. Okay. Well, I'm excited that you're going to do that. Okay. And then you threw something back at me and I proposed running in a race that I have, that, that I've actually signed up for and paid for before. And then bailed. And then bailed. And it was like the first race that I bailed on post triathlons or post. Oh, it all went downhill from there. Yeah. Post, um, (laughs) half marathon. I can't remember when, but in my head, it was, it's a winter time Atlanta 10 K race called the hot chocolate. And here's the problem. It's actually a 15 K race now. So when I said, I don't know how long 10 and 15 are like, I don't 10 is 6.2 miles. That's the peach tree. Okay. So if you're listening in Atlanta or if you've ever spent any time in Atlanta, you know what the Peachtree Road Race is. It's the largest 10K in the country, I think, Mm -hmm. maybe the world, but it's 6.2 miles. Okay. A 15K is 9.3 miles. And what's a half marathon? 13.1. Well, you've done that. I did that 75 pounds ago and five years ago. Well, 
So here's what's weird though about it that that is making me think that I should do it is you had no I was no idea I was going to say the hot chocolate 15k but I did and then when I looked it up it happens to be on your birthday this next year. Oh really? Yeah, so Is my birthday on a weekend? Yeah. Oh nice. It's on a Saturday. Nice. Wait, no. It was on a Saturday this year. That's what I thought. February second. Oh, Look up hot chocolate Atlanta. It's on a Sunday. Oh, it's on a Sunday. Okay. Yeah. yeah, same thing. So I won't be able to go to church that day. That's all. <laughs> you know, because just been to church zero times in the past 25 years. Um, that's not true. So why don't you okay, so would you have to hire a been, running coach if no. you want to do this? Or you just get on your here's what I told Jeff. I just have to start running. Here's what I told Jeff that maybe he should do for some accountability, and we haven't discussed this. So I don't know if you're going to edit this out or not, but what if, um, what's the app you like that helps you run? I use, there's a million of them, but I use, um, run keeper. Okay. So could you start a group on there of people that might want to improve or start running since you're starting pretty much from like ground zero, right? There's other ones called, um, well, actually they have these built into run keeper, but the couch to 5k and the couch to 10k mm-hmm. races, are programs where like you go running every other day, but like like the first day, like if you don't run at all, and you tell them you don't run. Well, yeah, that's yeah. why it's called couch. Yeah. It's like <laughs> you don't run at all, so you start and like day one, it has you walking for fifteen minutes and then literally running for thirty seconds. It's like a running coach. It teaches you how yeah. to run. And then then you walk for like five more minutes. Then you run for thirty more seconds. Then you walk for five more minutes and you run for thirty more seconds. And that's it. Like in the course of a half hour, you run for ninety seconds with minutes in between each one. And it slowly builds you up from there. So I think that um because I did see a couple people on the Facebook group say like, hey, let me know if you do the hot chocolate 5K or the hot chocolate race. Like I 15K. 15K. I've always wanted to try that or whatever, or I need to get back into running. So what if you start a group and then you can all train together? It doesn't matter where you live if you're doing the 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 hot chocolate race, then great. But if you're not, maybe it's just you just do getting just, back into running because we're about to be in this beautiful fall season. No more gross weather, and then you can kind of that might hold you accountable because you have other people doing it too. I need to do something because I thought just purchasing new running shoes would be enough. And shockingly, the uh, the shoes are beautiful, but they don't they don't actually. F- move you outside and into Oh, weird how that happens. So maybe... Maybe. that's I'll look into different options. And if anybody has any suggestions, we could put this up in the Facebook group. Yeah. Um, It's facebook.com slash groups slash Callie and Jeff if you haven't joined yet. But we could start a conversation in there and see... Yeah, or if you're just interested in starting to run or... Yeah, you don't have to be a good runner or a runner at all. Uh, we have in just a second, uh, Katie Burke sitting down with us, who is going to be the wizard behind our newsletter. Um, she is going to write the whole thing and edit it and uh, make sure that it's filled every single week with good energy and positive vibes. Uh, so she will be sitting down here in, in uh, just a second. But before that, uh, a heads up, if you are a person who goes to Starbucks and get um they're called modifiers or modifications to drinks Mm -hmm. um and you order fancy drinks through the app Mm -hmm. uh, because the app is now limiting how many modifiers you can put on a drink to only 12. 
12? That's what I said. (laughs) Who gets 12 syrups or espresso shots or whatever? If you have more than 12 modifications on your your Starbucks order, will you please send us a DM on Instagram or post in the group? Because I need to hear how you could possibly modify. I mean, at that point, why are you even going to Starbucks? If you don't like their drinks... 12 modifications is your own drink. So this was in, um, uh, I saw this, uh, on a, like a bulletin that came up from business insider who asked one Starbucks employee, like not a spokesperson, not a whatever. I would imagine it was just the guy or woman who wrote the article Mm -hmm. going to Starbucks that morning and asking an employee, Hey, what do you, you know, what do you think of this? And the employee goes, Oh, it's great because when it's in, when all these crazy modifications are available in the mobile app, People seem super extra when they order because they don't have to talk to anyone and sound stupid. So we think it'll really cut down. Like now you have to face to face. If you want 12 mocha shots and six espresso shots, you have to say that face to face to someone. I wish. So it's a little behind the scenes here. Um, We've had a couple of ideas for playing audio on the show that we haven't played because there's a whole legal it's not easy to play audio a lot of times on Commer- a podcast. Commercial music is is impossible. Um, so it's just a gray area right now, which I think they're working on figuring out. But we don't want to do anything that's gonna, you know, get us in trouble. Uh, but one of my favorite Starbucks things that I always think about, I'll never think of Starbucks or Starbucks stories like that, and not think of this. Did you ever watch on MTV? I love the '90s. Um, I remember the show. Oh my gosh. Okay. It was so great. So they had like an, I love the nineties. I think they also had like an, I love the two thousands, whatever, but they would recap the whole decade. Okay. And the nineties part of the recap. And you know, it has all the old MTV guys on there, like Kurt Loder and right. You know, all Uh the famous people. And, um, one of them is talking about the introduction of Starbucks and how stressful it is to stand in line. And like, at that point, Starbucks wasn't as crazy as it is now. So how people would like break a sweat, figuring out how to perfectly order. And then they also make fun of the person that stood in line. It's like, I want the half calf with the, and like the really long order. And this woman goes on for 10 minutes with modifications. And it's just really funny. And I wish we could play that audio, but we can't. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) You told that story really well. Sorry. No, it's fine. <laughs> it makes me really happy. I wish I could still watch that episode. I wonder if it's on YouTube or something. Um, I did have, as uh, Katie Burke sits down here to join us, um, I did have a Starbucks moment mm-hmm. that will make both of you I bet happy. I know what it is because we both love fall. It's Starbucks related. It's it. It's the I went. Hi, Katie. Welcome. Hi, Welcome Katie to the Burke. upside. Before we get hi. into it, <laughs> how are you? I'm nervous. Why are you nervous? She looks so uncomfortable right now. Her like shoulders are up to her ears and her hands. She's like trying not to move her hands. And this is a woman that works on TV. Like I, she's been on TV. I don't know why. I don't think I've been this nervous since like cheer trials in high school. <laughs> you're, it's That's so funny because uh, you're in a dining room where you just got attacked by two dogs trying your first Topo Chico. Like the, in your broadcasting career, this is probably the most casual thing you've ever done. This is true. And, now, and with the Topo, I think I'm, I'm afraid I'm going to burp or something with this. Uh, you know what? That's a real concern. Like when we tried it a few so episodes carbonated. ago, there were a few times I had to lean back and be like, <laughs> 
you know, where you kind of let it out and then you just kind of. I don't know what it is. And you're right. I, I've worked on air before. I've done live traffic hits. I, I, I don't know. This is just very. <laughs> well, well, welcome to the, the Upside, the podcast. Don't be nervous. And you're friends with and both And you're of friends us. with us. It's not like we haven't met before. I know. I know. Okay. You okay? Deep breath. Deep I'm breath. Good. I'm good. In. Do you have to burp? Kind of. <laughs> <laughs> well, it'll give us something to wait for. Uh, welcome to the show. Thanks, guys. And welcome to the team. We're happy to have you here. I'm so excited to be part of this team. Let me tell you what I wish I had as a gift, because this is what happened the other day that I know is going to make both of you very happy. Uh, I went to Starbucks, and there was a little bit of a mix-up at the drive-thru, so they had to tell me to pull ahead. And when I pulled ahead... They came out and they said, we apologize for the wait. Here is a pumpkin scone, which are the two worst, like, I, scones are terrible foods. They're, like, dry. You don't like you scones? You haven't had a good scone is your problem. I don't yeah. get scones. And pumpkin is awful. But I ate it because it was food and it was near me. <laughs> He's such a fall hater. <laughs> and it was really good. Yeah, like, see? I, I would order one again if I kind of had a sweet tooth at Starbucks. It was really good. But um, scones are good. No, scones are. Remember that chocolate chip scone thing that I used to make you? That was a scone. But I would have rather had cookies or muffins, right? Isn't a scone just, uh, it's like, I feel like a scone was invented by accident. People were trying to bake something moist and they overdid it. <laughs> and they're like, well, this is really dry and it's kind of chalky. But you know what? Let's serve it and we'll call it a scone. But the pumpkin scone, that did it for you. It was really good. And I don't want to be a pumpkin guy. <laughs> yeah, you do. I make pumpkin bread every year and it's delicious. And it's one of my favorite fall things. Jeff just will not let me have it in the house until October 1st. That's Jeff's rule. Like no fall until October 1st. Have you started, Katie, and you're at home decorating? Well, in years past, September 1st, I'm just so excited that I can't like I can't wait another day. But because I was gone this weekend, no, I have not put my pumpkins out yet. <laughs> but now that you bring that up, I think I know what I'm doing tonight. Katie Burke is a big seasonal decorator. Yes. Like she loves to decorate for the seasons and there are distinct seasons in her house. There so there's like mm -hmm. always a theme. And in Jeff's opinion, it's too early because he's just not. I'm just over summer at this point. Me they too. I, you know what? I'm a summer fan and I'm normally way into summer, but this one, I think just the heat and the humidity, didn't we have like 30 straight days or 20 straight days of over 91? It was pretty, it was a pretty long 91 stretch, or higher yeah. and then killer humidity. Like I'm, you it's know. been a pretty sweaty summer. Yeah. I would be okay if it never broke. But that's why I feel again. with the pumpkin spice stuff. If we just like start putting it out there. It's like it's going to make fall happen sooner. Yeah. Well, you know, we're willing fall. Kelly right, well, and I are big. What's it called? We we say it and it's going to happen. Oh, yeah. We will things into existence. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Use the secret. The secret? Yes. Okay. Fall that's, that's how I get through life. <laughs> the secret. So Katie, we know because years ago we met Katie's best friend on the beach in Turks and Caicos and we became friends. And then for what, about a year or so now, she's been copy editing for my blog. Um, and she, through our conversations about that, she told me that she loves writing. She loves copy editing. So when we knew we wanted to do an and you're email. A, and you're a very funny writer. And she's Thanks, hilarious. She makes us laugh all the time. So when Jeff was like, we really need like some sort of an email 
newsletter blast, whatever. It was kind of a no brainer. And we begged her to want to do your weekly email blast. I didn't really have to beg. I wanted to do it. (laughs) (laughs) And Katie is a dog lover, a rescue dog lover, has fostered a canine assistant, Mm -hmm. a service dog, like raised a service dog and given it to. He's now a seizure response dog for a woman with epilepsy. Wow. And you have that on your highlights on your Instagram, right? I do. Okay. So her Instagram is Instagram.com slash Katie Muse Burke, M U S E B U R K. And she has the whole story of what they called Operation Max in the highlights. And I dare you to click on it and not cry. Jeff I, cried. I have got to be honest. Um, it it concerns me, Callie, that we've gone really far in on the dog stuff, but not the fact that she's a new mom. Like, it makes me question. <laughs> like, but that's ma- just what I think, because I think about Max. Well, and you guys were very invested that was in your Max's first baby, story. And that was yes. your first baby. Was. And I feel like Max got me ready for motherhood. I really do. Like, raise I, a dog, raise a kid, same thing. I mean, dogs are a lot like toddlers, I think. See, and people say that they're not, and I think no. that is total. That is totally not true. Dog, like especially puppies. Yes, it's so much work. It's so, so much. So, how old is your daughter now? She's five months old. And is she crate trained? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> she's getting there. <laughs> We've had two poopies today. <laughs> so, what are your filters? Because you'll be curating the Pick Me Up newsletter. Mm-hmm. So, what are your filters for it? Like, what are you? How are you going to determine what makes the the pages every week? So, I work in local news, and so often we read or we hear just sad, depressing stories. So, I want it to be the opposite of that. So, I'm just looking for uplifting content that is just going, I mean, that's why we chose the name. If you're in need of a pick me up, something that's just going to pick you up. And we don't really have like a set format. Some, some weeks it might be longer. Some weeks it might be shorter. Some might have more stories. Some might have more, whatever. Like it really is like Katie's, you know, Katie's baby and saying, Hey, stuff this with Stuff that's full of things that make you feel good. And then we're going to send it out once a week. We're going to send it out on Tuesdays. Um, and then whenever you need to pick me up in your week, it'll be there for you. And if you want to send let, Katie. Let's be honest. Tuesday is the new Monday, right? Tuesday is 100%. the new Monday. Yeah. Yeah. The little Tuesday slump that happens where Monday you're like, yeah, great. Woo. I'm excited. I'm inspired. And then Tuesday you're like, why uh. am I? Well, and you know, on Mondays when you've got all those emails in your inbox and it's like, oh my God, delete, 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 delete. Right. Yeah. So it's going to hit after you've deleted all of those emails <laughs> you don't care about. So you can keep us. <laughs> and, and it's going to be the email that you're excited about getting. I like the strategy. Mm-hmm. Nice. And you were saying that Katie wants ideas. Oh yeah. You want, mm-hmm. if you have stuff that makes you feel good or, you know, I don't know, anything that makes you smile or you have a great idea, send it to Katie. She's K-A-T-I-E at CallieandJeff.com. Welcome to the team. Welcome to the family. Wait, are you not going to ask me the question you asked T-Bird? I've been sweating over this. What was the question that we asked T-Bird? Yeah, what did we ask T-Bird? Three things about yourself. Oh. Oh. Okay. But I don't even have three. I can't, like, I cannot think of three. You can't think of three things? No, I'm not interesting. Yes, you are. But I've got two. All right. I'll add a third. Okay, you can add a third. All right. um, So before you get out of here, Let's uh, let's really put you in the hot seat. Tell us three things about yourself that we need to know. Well, since you asked, um, 
You're like the person who says, I never expected to win. And then takes a speech out of their pocket at the awards. Like, I like to thank God. Gosh, this is just so unexpected. How am I going to think of this? Uh, Okay, well, first off, I have a very squishy nose. Like I think oh, I'm, I'm missing uh, cartilage in my nose. Everyone else, like you have to feel your nose and feel mine. Like feel it. And okay. Feel. Oh, <laughs> weird. It's like a little, um, it's like a, uh, like a stress ball that you push in and then it immediately. I'm a human out. stress ball. Yeah, <laughs> so I sit at my desk at work and I'm just like squeezing <laughs> you squeeze your own nose. my nose. How did that, did it, uh, have you always been? Yeah, it's always. Cartilage list. Yeah, I've always been lacking. Lacking the cartilage. It's, I don't know. I did not know that. I mean, T-Bird drinks milk. I've got the squishy nose. <laughs> so, We're an interesting bunch around here. <laughs> so if you meet Katie, just walk up to her and poke Touch her in the nose. Yeah. Brighten the nose. Don't worry about hugging me. Just go in for the nose squish. I'm cool with it. All right. there's a That's a good starting point. What else? What's number two? Okay, number two. This is the only other thing I could think of because I, I just don't think I'm interesting. Um, I have kept a diary since I was in kindergarten. Oh, Callie is fascinated about I it. I love and it. I brought. I brought... I brought my very first diary. Are you going to read us a selection from, is this the original? This is my very first diary. Do you have the key? (laughs) You know know what's funny is that my handwriting looked exactly like that. Like I have my original one. It's not here. And it looked, the handwriting looked identical. It has that little lock that you Mm -hmm. jimmy, but there's no key. Yeah. What's the very first sentence in your very first diary? Wednesday, October 25th, 1995. I have kissed a boy. Wow. <laughs> Mic drop. <laughs> oh, and then it says, I love my mommy. I do. <laughs> that's, you went from kissing a boy to loving your mommy? That's a, that's yeah, a bold, and then it like says, you didn't elaborate? And then it says, I hate, uh, is that Ronnie? Robert? Ugh, Ronnie. Ronnie. Everybody, had, on, a, Ronnie. everybody had a Ronnie in middle school. That you and then it says, it's, so the whole paragraph is, I have kissed a boy. I love my mommy. I hate Ronnie. <laughs> Today I am going to the dentist. <laughs> and it's spelled D-I-T-I-S-S. Didis. <laughs> so this is our copy editor for the Pick Me Up. Yeah. <laughs> Do you remember uh, the circumstances around your first kiss? Yeah. It was, I, I had a pink ladies club, so I was probably chasing him around recess and just What's a pink lady? Oh, you were the the recess chaser. Mm-hmm. What's a pink ladies club? Um, you know, I watched Grease at a very early age. And I just watched Grease for the first time two nights ago. I, I I responded to Callie's story and I was like, oh my gosh. Jeff doesn't get it. He just doesn't get it. He doesn't In order understand. to get the girl, in order to get the guy, the girl has to skank up and start smoking. Pretty much. That's what that's the lesson they walk that I walked away from Grease with. I think it's a coming of age story for the two protagonists. Mm-hmm. Whatever. Jeff doesn't even know what that. Jeff's like, no, you just have to put on Spanx and then you'll get the yeah, yeah, leather Spanx. Leather Spanx. Pants. Didn't you say trivia that that, that Olivia Newton John had to have those pants sewn on her? She did. In the final I didn't know that. She That's did. fascinating. They sewed them onto her, and any time that she has had to go to the bathroom, they had to cut them off and then sew them back on. Oh my god! Isn't that crazy? That is crazy. And by the way, I saw John Travolta like two weeks ago. Oh, did you? Mm-hmm. He was at your work, mm-hmm. right? Yep, I met him. Is he good looking in person? Um, yeah. He lo- I mean, I don't, I feel like he's not aging. He kind of like, just like halted. He yeah. got to a certain I mean, he doesn't look like Danny Zuko right now, but you know. Was he cool? He's aging nicely. Was he nice? Uh yeah, he was so nice. Oh, he was cool. very laid back. 
He really? seems to, in my yeah. head, he's someone that's just like super chill. Yeah. Go with the flow. Like we, you know, sometimes you deal with the bigger celebs and they come in with their big entourages. That's how I would like to be. If I was a celeb, I'd roll in with a big entourage. <laughs> like, like a he lot, wasn't a like lot that. Of truck, a lot of escalades. Yes. You pop out of one with big security around yes. you. Nope. He just, just a nice guy. Did you tell him about your squishy nose? I didn't get a chance. <laughs> I would have. That was that on was my like list. Number one thing on the list. I'm Katie. Like I have a squishy nose. <laughs> so the pink. So the pink ladies club at recess was a way for you to talk to boys or chase um, them down or. Yeah, it was just like you know an exclusive, um, just an exclusive group of girls. And who picked them? Me. She admitted oh. to me, and she she told me this yesterday, so, and she said, "Okay, I was definitely a mean girl." I was not a mean girl, <laughs> but I will say that I want to raise my daughter to be so kind and to not have a pink ladies club. <laughs> so, Katie, the funny thing about So the modern is, version of the pink ladies club that I'm more familiar with is you wouldn't let anybody sit on the steps above you. The go gossip girl. Gossip girl. The Met. Um, the Met steps. Uh, Which is funny because that was Katie is my childhood worst fear ever stop <laughs> but and now, I but I don't want my daughter to be see, anything but like everyone that everyone grows up and is awesome but I was also a very kind kid and I would you know I would talk to a wall I've always been like that okay look um at Callie up and down and tr travel back to like seventh oh my grade gosh and, stop it and tell us what things about her would keep her out of the pink ladies club well Just I would invite dollars. her I would so with the Pink Ladies Club, you had to do things like they were doing in Greece. Yeah. So you had to pretend to smoke cigs. Oh, oh wait, my you gosh. got in trouble for that, yes, didn't I, you? Yep. At Mom, school? Jan, who's my mother, she got a call from the principal. It was <laughs> like, I just want you to know what your daughter is doing. Oh, no. <laughs> did your parents ever get a principal call? Yes. What did you do? Um, It was, I, I made a teacher cry. What did you say? You made a teacher cry. Yeah, I think I've told the story before. It, um, We were in a chemistry lab. And I yelled to Justin, hey, will you throw me those paper towels? And Mrs. Ryan said, we will not be throwing anything and you need to lower your voice. To which I responded with, okay, then don't throw me the towels. <laughs> and the entire class started laughing and she looked at me and just started crying and walked out of the room. No, Mrs. Ryan. Yeah. What did your dad say? Did oh. he get in trouble? Um, I think we were on... We were about to go like on a field trip or something. And I think I got, I don't remember what happened, but I got. Some I feel like Jim Dollar would not appreciate that phone call. No. Like he doesn't tolerate. No. That. Nope. I did not, to my knowledge, ever get called. But so, I feel like I did pretending, once. pretending to smoke, smoke cigarettes, you know, as a first grader. I don't <laughs> think that's the worst thing in the world. <laughs> I was influenced before influencers were the thing, you know, like that's what happened here. Sandy, so, Sandy did it. So, but then my, my best friend, Rachel, we have been friends since first For grade. the record, Katie started this off by saying, I'm not interesting, but now we find out that she was a, a smoking first grader who also ran a gang. Which by the way, neither, my parents, neither of them have smoked cigarettes. This was solely from Greece. Yeah. All of this. But okay. Rachel, so Rachel was going to be in the Pink Ladies Club, but um, that was the other thing. I told her that you had to kiss boys oh, to be a Pink Lady. Oh my gosh. So Rachel went home pretty upset. In we're still friends. In first <laughs> Best grade? Best friends. In first grade. That's <laughs> with her this weekend. You were doing that this week, the, in first grade? Yeah, but I toned it down by second grade. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> wow.
<laughs> okay, um, so Katie has journals. Still, she still journals. Mm-hmm. Yep, I still write. How and, often do you write in your journal? Uh, it just depends. Probably every few weeks. Okay. Uh, so you get, there has to be something. No, that's it. Come on. How was college? It was great. Went to Alabama. Roll Tide. <laughs> um, what was your first job out of college? Um, I, Have you ever gotten fired? No. Quit in a dramatic way? Uh, at, from the tanning bed in high school. Okay. How'd you do that? I didn't show up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what I was your, was your no, first I've job? I've always been a really good employee. My first job or yeah. first job out of No, first college. job like ever. Yeah, it was working at the tanning bed. Mm. Wait, <laughs> why did we just- I get, thought you were about to say something. Oh, no, you were going to insert a third. You said oh, you a third guys just made Katie. me really nervous. A third about Katie is that uh, if you watch her Instagram stories, she 90% of the time integrates music into them <laughs> in a funny way. So you're, you like storytell on your Instagram. You're making me blush. It's really funny. I'm not that fu- – I don't think I'm funny. And I don't think my husband thinks I'm funny. So until he thinks I'm funny, I'm not funny. But he's an accountant. Does he think anything's funny? <laughs> That's a good point. <laughs> <laughs> Taxes. <laughs> Thank you for listening to The Upside Podcast with Callie and Jeff. Please make sure you subscribed so you never miss an episode of The Upside. All right. If people want to follow you on Instagram, what's your Instagram name? It's my full name. Yep. Katie Muse Burke, K-A-T-I-E-M-U-S-E-B-U-R-K. We're so excited to have you part of The Upside. Thanks, guys. Thanks for agreeing to help us out and join the family. And I really think this is going to be something cool. Like, I think we're we're on the cusp of something awesome. I do, too. It's part of that community spirit. And the first official Katie Burke newsletter called The Pick Me Up goes out this afternoon. So sign up. And again, I just screwed it up. If you're listening on... Tuesday, September 3rd, in the morning. It goes out this afternoon. If you're listening at any other time, I've just wasted your time. 